Imagine a world with no cold calling. A world where companies don't sell your data to other companies who want to pester you. At G4 Claims, we don't cold call and we don't buy a single lead from data companies. Oh, and if you're due any compensation from your car accident, you pay nothing to us at all. For full accident management support, including motor replacement, repairs and personal injury compensation claims, just search G4 Claims today for help the way you want it. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. I'm joined by Marco Negri. Hi, hi. <laughs> welcome to Italy. Today's Scottish weather, eh? So, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you're feeling home. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we'd be getting a suntan here. It's, it's, it's no, not this week. Eh? No, it was very, very warm uh, the last week. But now for you, we got the, the Scottish weather. Aye, no? It feels like home. It feels <laughs> exactly. like home. How's things been going? I've, I've been watching your, your lockdown videos on Instagram. Oh, and yes. But <laughs> it's been fun because, you know, it was a tough time. For everybody in Europe, uh, so I was just uh, try to be positive, uh, trying to to give some uh, positive energy to all the people around the Europe uh, that staying home and uh, just thinking too much about the negative. So I started with some fishing thing, uh, and then <laughs> every day I was thinking <laughs> because. After you know on the social media was great. The the answering was great, yeah, absolutely great. So uh, I thought well, exactly. Yeah. I told to myself, okay, I'm ready for some uh, some other uh, some... career. <laughs> you should be a comedian, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, let's go back to the start. You you were born in Milan, yeah, and then your first team was Udinese. With Udinese, yes, because uh, my family moved uh, from Milan uh, to Udine close to Udine uh, because my my dad uh, had a new job around there. Then uh, I was quite a typical kid with sure. a lot of energy and I was playing basketball, uh, football on the garden. And then uh, a friend of mine, uh, we were doing the same uh, class, uh, the same school. Uh, he was uh, just keeping telling me, yeah, why you don't enjoy with me in a club, in a proper club, a small town, but a proper club. So I said, okay, we try. Then I spent uh, one year together and um, in the land, there were uh, two big clubs, was Udinese, that were playing in Serie A. I don't know if you remember, but... Uh, there were uh, brilliant players like Zico, like Edinho, right, yeah. so it was a big, big club. And then there was another one in uh, first division, Serie B Triestina. So we did us. Uh, and their rivals, Udinese and Triestina. Uh, very, there is a derby, yeah. very, very hot. But uh, in the last uh, few seasons, you know, Serie uh, Udinese uh, is always in Serie A and Triestina yes. is a lower Serie division. C, 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 C. So there's no a, a derby, you know, C. but uh, there is a big, uh, big uh, rivality. And uh, then uh, I did, uh, you know, some, uh, some days of training over there, like a spell, uh, like a trial. And they said, okay, I was, I think, around uh, 13 or 14. So I started my youth development in Udinese. C. And I spent there, uh, I think, uh, five uh, five seasons. Then uh, when I was uh, 17 years old, I made uh, my debut in, uh, yeah, in Serie B. 
against uh, Regina. Uh, so I had a very, very big, uh, big feelings, you know, big yeah. emotion. And uh, straight away, I wanted to do more games. Uh, and uh, I was sure that uh, was a dream coming true. So it was, was my way. And uh, did you go? Was it then you then easy to Perugia afterwards? Or was it? Uh, no, no, was, uh, no uh, exactly because uh, you know I my I was a player of Udinese, but I went on loan a few seasons sure. before uh, Novara, then uh, Ternana, and then Cosenza. Uh, but Cosenza was a turning point because I started to score a lot of goals, you know, sure. 18 goals in Serie B, that uh, is a good achievement for a very young player. And so, you know, a lot of uh, people around the, the big, big uh, football in Italy started to, to speak about Take me, notes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I started, you know, my proper career, like uh, in Italy when... Uh, you are a number nine and you score a lot of goals. You are called Bomber in okay, Italy. So sure. I started my my career of Bomber in Italy. Brilliant. What was it like playing in Italy in the, in the 90s? Because I remember being a young boy and watching it on the telly in Scotland and Channel 4, they always put on yeah, Italian 90. Well, in, uh, in that year, uh, Serie A was the most fascinating. And Amazing. Com- yeah. It was uh, so competitive because, you know, in Italy... The best foreign players were playing in Italy. Uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of golden boots, a lot of, a lot of Ballon d'Or were yeah. playing in Italy. So it was very, very competitive. And you know that the Italian league is uh, famous uh, for the the power of the defense, uh, the goalkeeper. So sure. I was a striker. So it was so a hard, hard job. Hard job. <laughs> but. Uh, on the other way, you know that if you're scoring in Serie A, and uh, I did it, uh, you know, 15 goals in my first season in Serie A was a, a big, big numbers for me. You know that uh, you are in a very high level because uh, at the end of that season, I was between uh, names like uh, Beppe Signori, Abel Balbo, Inzaghi, Montella. So you know that uh, you are... Uh, in a very, very, very good level, you know. Who was the best player, you think, at that time that, that you played against? Oh, uh, I think... I mean, uh, for starters? Yeah, but, uh, you know, the best player was for sure Zidane, Zinedine Zidane, yeah. you know, because it was uh, something special. Uh, and uh, it's strange because uh, we were playing against, but uh, when uh, you are playing, uh, but uh, you see some... Uh, footwork or something like this uh, you are like a fan on the pitch yeah, <laughs> you are going to tell hey, no bad <laughs> no bad so but uh, you know the spirit of a player is always uh, always to be competitive you know and yes. playing uh, with uh, against uh, such a big big players like Zidane or Ronaldo or Costa Batistuta Wea Maldini you know I full know. of name put the level always higher, higher, and it's good, you know, it's mm. good because uh, I'm a competitive man, so you want always more and uh, show the other one that uh, you can play in, in Serie A. You were doing really well in Italy, and then the, the interest obviously came from, from Scotland. What was your thoughts going through your head about moving to such a cold country for a start? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, you know... Uh, 
I knew uh, Rangers, the Rangers uh, club, uh, because uh, they used to play uh, for two seasons in a row against uh, Juventus in Champions League, uh, exactly, in the same group. So we could see on TV the atmosphere and everything. So we knew that there was a crazy, crazy atmosphere at Ibrox, 50,000 people just screaming and be crazy. So I was uh, straight away fascinated. And then, uh, you know, like I said before, uh, my competitive spirit wanted more from me. And uh, I had the chance with uh, the, the Rangers to play in uh, Champions League. Because in Italy, Juventus, Inter, AC Milan was the club that were playing in Champions League. But at the time, there was no place for me in that kind of club. So if I wanted to play in Champions League, that was my dream. Of course. You know, Rangers was a really, really good deal. But to be fair, uh, I understood complete, completely how big uh, is the Rangers club when uh, I just uh, flew to Glasgow. to Glasgow and everybody was just asking me signature and a photograph and everything. So I was already in the middle of everything and uh, I, I didn't play the one minute. So I said, this is uh, another level, you know, it's pressure but also a pleasure and honor to put a, a very, 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 very important uh, top. Sure. What was your first impression of Walter Smith? And... Oh, a gentleman, yeah. really a gentleman. I remember that uh, before signing the contract, uh, I met him at Ibrox. Then uh, we went in an Italian restaurant in Glasgow called La Parmigiana. Okay. So we had a nice chat on the table, uh, just uh, he was uh, speaking to me, just explaining me how big uh, was the club, uh, the spirit of the club, uh, uh, the goals of the club. And uh, straight away at the end of the chat, uh, he told me, I'm sure uh, you're going to score a lot of goals for us. And uh, I remember really, really a very, very kind person and uh, a person that wanted uh, to put me in a comfortable zone straight away, you know, because uh, you are a foreign players and, uh, you know, you, you want to feel home exactly. straight away so you can show to everybody how is uh, your, uh, your intention, your talent and everything. And uh, Walter Smith was really, really a, a great, uh, great person and uh, a great way to, to introduce me to Glasgow, to the Rangers, to everything. There was a lot of characters in, in the dressing room as well, so it must have been a, an interesting one to go into. Absolutely, but uh, you know, it was really, really funny because um, the first two, three weeks I couldn't understand anything in uh, the, the dressing room. Uh, exactly, for the accent. <laughs> but I know that when uh, Ali McCoy, so Ian Durante or Gaza or yeah, or oh, Andy Goran, or Andy Goran, were telling some <laughs> story it was funny because everybody was uh, laughing, but I couldn't understand. But I was laughing as well because <laughs> you know it was, uh, but a lot of characters, uh, a lot of big big players, a lot of legend, uh, and uh, you know it was uh, was straight away a pleasure to be there. You know because sure. you could feel it. You know the 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 importance of the dressing room uh, and uh, of everything but um, you know just a funny story was uh, was the first time 
I was saying, you know, a goalkeeper was a teammate playing without the teeth. You know, <laughs> like Andy Gore, you know, because usually in Italy you got goalkeeper very fashion, you know, <laughs> very, good a, a very good looking. So I was straight in this direction and told, hey, <laughs> you are playing, yeah, you are playing with that. But no, joking apart, Andy was a really, really amazing player and amazing goalkeeper. It was very, very tough. Scoring goal uh, and during training. the training, absolutely. Yeah. What was uh, what was it like? Because you almost replaced McCoy, wasn't it? You were brought in to be the number nine, and Ali was a total legend at Rangers as well. Absolutely. So. You know, was we he were... good with you? He must have been good in the dressing room. And... Yeah, he was absolutely amazing in the dressing room and a great player, really, really great player. You you are quite right because we were uh, quite similar, a penalty box player. Yeah. So, you know, was tough playing together, you know, <laughs> just one ball. <laughs> so it was a problem. But a part of uh, of the jokes, uh, you know, you could see, I, I understood straight away during the training how he could score uh, so many goals for the club because uh, he was a penalty box player with a straight instinct uh, for the goals. Uh, uh, he knew before the cross or the assist uh, was coming where the ball was put into, you know, because it's instinct. Uh, you can't uh, uh, learn or teach instinct. It's something you got inside. It was unbelievable. And um, I remember that season that was the World Cup here, the 98, exactly, yeah. and the Scotland was uh, involved in France. And uh, I remember he made... Uh, a great comeback at the end of the season because he was so focused to be part of the Scottish Cup. Yeah. And but uh, was uh, really, really upset because uh, the manager of the Scotland didn't put him uh, in the squad. That's right, know? yeah. And I remember the day that he was uh, in the dressing room uh, really upset, upset yeah. and just uh, screaming and telling that there was no wrong. Uh, and, I, I totally agree because uh, a player like uh, like Ali McCoy that can score uh, for, from uh, every angle, every minute, every every game, uh, you must put in the squad absolutely. And I've heard him I've heard him talk about it since. You know, and he's obviously still a bit upset about it because it was a massive deal. You know, Absol- it was obviously at Euro '96 before, but the World no. Cup's the World Cup. No, it? but the World Cup is the World Cup. Then is. He was a specific player, you know, and uh, you know that in a World Cup you got uh, 24, 23 players. And uh, he's so special with the characteristic and so specific that uh, you you have not another player like him. So you must put then in in the squad. Then if he's going to play or not, is another kind of thing. But... You must call, you know, someone <laughs> exactly. like Ali McCoy. Uh, what was Gaza like around the place? You must have some stories about him. Oh, genius. Was really. he playing any tricks on you? Oh, <laughs> genius, genius. But uh, we had a great, great uh, relationship straight away because, you know, he could speak Italian because he played for, uh, for Lazio, yeah. you know. To be fair, was a lot of uh, bad words. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> but, imagine. No, but he could speak uh, fluent Italian. So that's amazing. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So then uh, you know also the position of uh, on the pitch. You know, put you in a special relationship because I was a penalty box, and I I knew that uh, some great ball was coming, coming from Gaza for sure. So. 
And but you know, every day was a special day with him. I remember the first day we we went to Motaus before a game. We were overnight over there, so we had an appointment like seven thirty for the dinner in a special hall just for us. And uh, you know, I was. Uh, uh, Like in Italy, I was with the tracksuit, um, very on, on time and everything. So at the time was Gaza coming from the room. Uh, it was um, outside the elevator with just the underwear, white underwear, <laughs> a white t-shirt, no socks, no flip-flops, so just inside. He say hello to everybody, he took just uh, two sandwiches, uh, some fruits, uh, put on the underwear and uh, see, see tomorrow. Okay, guys. Uh, yes. So it was, uh, okay, uh, quite different. I was thinking about Italy, but then the next day he was winning the game uh, alone on the pitch. So I, I knew about uh, Gaza, but I proved it on my skin that he was special. And, uh, you know, when you got a genius, uh, Just let him just do you know, whatever he wants uh, and uh, be free to be himself uh, outside uh, and inside uh, of the pitch uh, because you know that uh, he's going to win uh, alone uh, the game. That's one, but many, many days. We, we, we went uh, to a falconery in Glen Eagles together. Okay. Yeah. A falconery? Right? Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, so we went over there. And uh, we took uh, some falcon with uh, the guy that trained in the falcon. And the guy was so excited, uh, you know, because he was in front of Gaza and another Rangers player, but also because he had uh, the best eagles. Uh, right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I said, hey, it will be exciting, exciting. So we took the car with the eagle on the back. <laughs> and I was... Uh, I was on the front and Gaza was on the back. And we had some sandwiches, some uh, potatoes uh, for a snack, you know, because the, the hunting uh, was about two, three hours. Then uh, during the 10 uh, minutes of travel by car, I saw that Gaza was beside me and uh, he was doing something. So he was giving uh, to the eagle some chips uh, and some sandwiches. <laughs> so... At the end of the, the travel, you know, the guy was so excited. Hey, keep your, uh, your eagle. Uh, you, you. But the eagle, when the eagle are eating something, they are not flying. because. Uh, so the guy was, I don't know why. They are the best eagle in the world. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Gaza was laughing. And I was just uh, saying to Gaza, okay, you did it again. So the guy went back. Took another another two two eagles, and then uh, we had uh, an, a special afternoon. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, a genius, a genius, <laughs> really. And you must have made your job easier as well, eh? Thirty thirty goals before Christmas. Yeah, it was I? I was flying, really flying, and it's uh, amazing, eh? Yeah, I was uh, uh, very very confident because uh, the. The season before I was playing in Serie A, I was scoring 15 goals in the best league uh, at the mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. So my confidence was very high. Then, uh, you know, coming the, the team, uh, the Rangers team was really, really full of legends. I was playing in front of uh, people uh, and players like Laudrup, like Gaza, 
like Alberts, uh, like Gordon Jury, a lot of great players who understand. So my job was just to convert uh, a good ball in a goal. So my job uh, was uh, easy because uh, I knew that uh, something could happen in every minute with this kind of players. But, you know, scoring really almost every Every weekend, uh, scoring uh, four, five uh, goals. Uh, was exactly, it was something special, and uh, and it was I was just flying, you know. And uh, then uh, you know, my story that uh, something really bad happened in a squash. Yeah, with the squash injury. But uh, you know, the first two, three months, uh, thanks also to. The, my teammates uh, was really really easy have a goal uh, almost every week. What was it like scoring in the, the old firm derby? Uh, best feeling. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, very very tough uh, to explain all the feeling and the emotion that you got. Um, you know because uh, it's a mix. Before the game, uh, you understand uh, that is not uh, a game, but is the game. You know, yes. that is not about three points, but you are going to play for uh, a lot of fans, uh, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people that uh, are, are thinking about this game uh, like uh, a, life, a life game. So the pressure is very high. You understand because, you know, the dressing room with Gaza, Goram, Durant, Ferguson, McCoy was really, really funny before the game. Everybody was joking, laughing. and But before the old firma, you knew that uh, was, was something special because yeah. everybody was quiet, was really, really focused 100% on the game. So I told to myself, this is special, you know, you can miss. And then you know that is a, in 90 minutes can be special for your career in a positive way, but also in a yeah. negative way. Yeah. So you understand that the, the level and the pressure is very, very high. But then uh, I was lucky because uh, I won uh, my, my first old firm at home. I was very lucky because I had uh, the pleasure, the honor to score a goal in an old firm at Celtic Park. And you understand that it's something special. I remember that I scored that goal that was very important because we were on top of the league. And, uh, you know, playing over there, we were uh, one up. And, uh, but I remember I was just so happy that I was running to the flag. And uh, then uh, I took my head uh, up to see, but it was just, uh, you know, fans uh, wearing uh, white and green, just telling me, fuck off, fuck off, go away. So I told uh, to myself, this is not the right side of this game. It's better to come back. So I was uh, back to my teammates, just uh, cheering up together. And uh, But really, really great feeling. And... Uh, I think we're the most important goal for me because uh, I still understand that uh, is especially uh, still in uh, the mind of so many fans uh, exactly. that can remember that goal and uh, I'm really honored and uh, pride that uh, I had the chance to to score a goal in a, in a such a big big uh, game. I've read before that, that you mentioned that you thought maybe if you if you didn't have in the injury you'd. Uh... Stop ten in a row. 
Well, uh, I think it was. I a, got ten in the room. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was a was a a special special season. This is my biggest regrets because I know that uh, was so special. Uh, the ten in a row uh, for so many fans it was so important. I still remember every every game. Uh, thousands of fans just singing ten in a row, one more to go. And it was so the atmosphere and the expectation was very high. The team uh, was so strong. Uh, our side was very, very strong. So we were on the top top of the league. Uh, and so everything was going in the right direction. Then uh, I had this absolutely bizarre injury. Then uh, Gaza was moving from Rangers to Middlesbrough in March. Then uh, Walter Smith uh, was saying uh, before the end of the season that uh, was the last season for him. Uh, Laudrup also told uh, that was the last. So I think uh, so many small things uh, affect uh, that season, you know. But uh, you know, I repeat, uh, biggest regrets because uh, I truly believe that we were uh, a great, great side, and uh, the ten in a row was something uh, a milestone, you know, for the football fans and for the club. Do you watch much of the Rangers games nowadays? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, some. Especially for the uh, Europe League, of we had the chance uh, with uh, some Italian TV, Sky Italia, yeah, yeah to watch uh, live uh, the game. But um, you know, I'm I'm really close because I I'm going to to see on social the results uh, and everything, uh, how is going the the season, and uh, I hope this is the. The good season, you know, to to win the 55, and uh, the side uh, is playing a great football. Uh, the manager uh, is a great manager. Uh, I hope that it's a great season this one to to win the the title again. You think it's going to happen? Well, uh, you, it's too early. It's too early. the The start is great because um, I love uh, when uh, a team. Uh, uh, don't concede, uh, doesn't concede uh, so easy a goal, and uh, I know that you know playing at Ibrox is a booster, and uh, you got also always uh, the 12 men playing with you, so a goal is always coming, you know. And so I think they are they started in uh, in the great uh, in a great way, and uh, but uh, especially in this season, I think that. Uh, Will be so so important uh, the four games, the four old films uh, that course, uh, will uh, will make will make uh, the difference uh, in uh, at the end. Uh, you know the points, the twelve points uh, that uh, that you are going to play in the old film uh, will be will be so important. What was the what was the Celtic fans like with you? You mentioned when you were celebrating, they were giving you a bit of stick. When you were in Glasgow, did you have any? Absolutely, yeah. but that's the part of the game, you know. <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, is um, the rivality uh, must have uh, two sides. Yeah. Uh, so it's part of the game, you know. If you are a player, uh, to be involved uh, in this uh, rivality, and but. Uh, 
Did you go? It's out nice. In the, did you go out nice. in the city center often? Did you? Go yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. But absolutely, because uh, uh, my first season, I was living in the Sokyo Street. So oh. no, Sokyo Street in Byres Road. Oh, so, Road West End. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I was quite in the city center. But, uh, you know, you are focused just on, on your job, uh, yes. doing the right thing on uh, during the training and in the game. That, you know, that uh, is part of the game uh, to be pissed a little bit, uh, you know, <laughs> from the other side. And there was, a, there was a big culture at Rangers going out at the time, wasn't there? It seems like the, the players at that time all went out together to restaurants, to bars. And... Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, I played uh, with the nine in a row side mm -hmm. uh, you don't win uh, uh, nine title in a row if uh, you are just a good side mm -hmm. you must be a good side you must have a great player but you must have a big big dressing room atmosphere you know and that i think was the the secret the secret of uh, the nine in a row teams and uh, it was uh, something special but you know, I remember uh, my first week or the second week uh, after a training session, you know, there was uh, a lot of guys like McCoyster, <laughs> like Ian Durant, Gaza, Goram, were uh, going to have a lunch together, you know, in the city center. And that, so they told me, hey, Marco, do you want to come? And I said, oh, of course, you know, because I wanted to be involved, uh, you course, know, in the yeah. dressing room and Culture to know exactly yeah. knowing each other. So we were in TJ Fridays, I think, something like this. And um, they started just to call for beer, beer, <laughs> you know. So we were enjoying the atmosphere. But uh, I, I had uh, in my angle, in my corner, I had like four or five beers, you know. <laughs> So I was starting drinking, drinking. So I was uh, just straight to Gaza. Hey, Paul, we can eat something, you know, because I don't want to just drink. And Gaza told me, no, no, Marco, don't, don't eat anything. If not, you are going to vomit everything. So don't, don't eat. So I told her, okay, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's, that's too much. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> maybe it's, be it's better to be focused just on the training with this guy. It's funny, before we, we started recording this, we were talking about playing at Bologna as well, you know, and, and for me, I, I think the Italian atmosphere is special, so it must have been quite something for you. Absolutely, but, uh, you know, in Italy, you got... Um, a very, very old culture about football, uh, uh, different, but I accept, uh, you know, that every, every country has got uh, a special uh, way to think about the football. Uh, also, the way you play football is different uh, because, uh, you know, Scottish and British football is so intensive, so fast, uh, so aggressive. You know? In Italy, we are more tactics, more defensive. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you must accept and adapt uh, as soon as you, you can uh, to, the, to, uh, to the other league. And so, you know, it was, uh, was pretty, uh, pretty easy, you know, uh, to, to, to be involved in uh, some other football. Apart from Rangers, then, what was, what was your best memories in football? You were at Livorno, you were at Bologna? You were... Well, uh, you know, I played uh, in Perugia. Yeah. in Serie B, so we get promoted in Serie A, then uh, 
uh, it, it was my first time in Serie A, and uh, I gained on the pitch with my club, so I had the pleasure to play my first uh, Serie A game uh, with uh, the club, with Perugia. And my first game in Serie A, my debut uh, home, I made the goal, I scored the goal uh, quite uh, on our curva, that is the side where the fans are so, so hot. And uh, we won we won the, the game against Sampdoria. So, you know, it was just a dream coming true because when I was a kid, I always had a the dream to play in Serie A because when I was kids, Serie A was the best Amazing. for me. You know, yeah. so I had the chance to gain on gain on uh, on the pitch of the the Serie A to play my first game to it's score amazing. a goal to win a game. So it was just perfect memory, you know. Still, still there also. At the end, were you over at the fans in the curve, giving them a exactly, uh, exactly, you know, and. Uh, Still special for me, also for for a lot of fans over there. It seems to me, and I could be wrong, but there's a better relationship with the fans in Italy and the, and the players. They seem to be more together than they do in the UK. Well, no, I don't yeah. know. No, I don't know. No, no. I love the, the Ibroca atmosphere, especially. It's the best atmosphere a player can mm. can ever on the pitch. You you can feel it really, the, the passion and the... They are the 12 men because they are playing the same game you are playing on the pitch, you know. They are pushing you. They are just uh, on your back when you are struggling. And, uh, you know, then uh, playing uh, in front of 50,000 people, you know, could be, like I said before, uh, a very good thing, but also, you know, a lot of pressure. But uh, great memory about the... The Ibro atmosphere, really. Have you been back to Scotland since? Have you? Yes, yeah. I've been back. Uh, I played uh, some uh, charity course, games yeah. with the legends. Yeah. Uh, I did some uh, broadcasting during a, a game at Ibrox. Uh, I made a few charity events. Uh, I made some uh, convention like Narsan and Orsa. Because I think uh, that um, when you stopped uh, playing football, uh, must be a pleasure giving back something to the fans uh, that uh, made uh, your career uh, so special and made uh, feeling you so special when you were on the pitch. So when I got the chance to to be back uh, or to meet um, the fans in some convention, always, always a pleasure. You still got it on the pitch when you've been at the Legend matches? I'd imagine there's a few that aren't as fit anymore. But, you know, my game... Uh, don't need to run a lot. You, know? you were never <laughs> running. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. So, you know, I might save the three, four yards. <laughs> exactly. Good one. Exactly. No, brilliant. Thanks very much for your time, Mark. It's been a no pleasure. Problem. It's been a pleasure. I want to say just a big, big ciao to all the fans, Ranger fans, and uh, hope that uh, that will be a very, very positive season for the Rangers uh, club and all the players and stuff. Thanks very much. No problem. Cheers My pleasure. And thanks for having us in your house as well. It's, it's lovely. No problem. Yeah. My pleasure. My pleasure. Cheers. Really. Ciao. If you've not uh, liked or subscribed to this podcast, please do so uh, and go back and check out some of the old episodes. Cheers. Cheers.